Welcome to She Who Overcomes, the podcast where we help women become confident leaders. I'm Mandy B. Anderson. And I am Rachel Perman. We are your hosts, certified coaches, best-selling authors, and the co-founders of Rayma Team, a life and leadership coaching company for women. We know that most women struggle with seeing themselves as leaders. Our mission is to help you activate your resilience, show up authentically, and say yes to leading yourself well, so you can take care of everything else. What you've overcome makes you a leader, so it's time to own it. Let's dive in and talk about what it takes to step into the shoes of the wise, confident person you were placed on this earth to be. Hey, Overcomers, welcome back to the show. Today, we want to talk to you about the limiting belief of, I'm not a leader. It's it's a thing, isn't it, Rachel? <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a weed that grows in so many women's hearts and female leaders. It's, it's so, We hear it so often. It's like... We do. It's like not even surprising anymore sometimes that we hear it. The surprising part is who these women are and what they do. Yes. That qualifies as leadership, and they still think that they are not leaders. Yeah, it's a, it is so eye opening, and honestly, it breaks our heart. It also makes us fired up. Oh yeah, like it breaks our heart that women feel this way and think this way about themselves, but it fires us up um, to help them see themselves as leaders because so many women do fail to see themselves as leaders, especially when they are already leading, but. They're not getting paid for it because it's under the guise of volunteering mm-hmm. or mom duties. I mean, honestly, we've even heard it from like solopreneurs and yes, entrepreneurs. Like we, we have legit heard it from people who are running businesses. Mm-hmm. But because that, they don't have employees. Right. Or maybe a like big it. social media following yeah. or a big whatever. But like they've literally been in business longer than Andy and I have. Yeah. Um, And they're like, but I'm not a leader. What? <laughs> like, I, just, I call BS. I probably just blink a lot when they say right? it because I'm just like, I cannot believe that it is what you think about yourself. I know. I can't either because women are the ones who typically take the initiative to change communities for the better. Like women are the ones who help empower their female friends and support their businesses. They're the ones that spend the money. They like, definitely when you, when are. When you look into the studies... Women are the ones that maybe we're not making the same dollar amount as men, which is a whole nother podcast episode. One of these days, we're going to have to go back into episodes and be like, what are the things that we said we could do a whole podcast episode oh, on absolutely. and actually do them? But anyway, um, maybe we're not making the exact same dollar amount, but we are spending the yes. money. Like our our dollars matter and, and we are leading in how we spend mm-hmm. our money. And this is the thing, too, that I find fascinating. Women are typically the ones who rally around another woman to get her the help that she needs um, in desperate circumstances. Oh, absolutely. Whatever that is. We're the the elephants. We We are. We circle around when when, when another mama elephant is birthing. They will circle Mm -hmm. around drying up dust or if she's hurt or whatever. Like that is the whole point is they protect each other Mm -hmm. when things are when she's at her most fragile. Mm -hmm. And women do that. Mm -hmm. So. 
if we're the ones who are going to take the first step most often in healing our marriages, um, changing our financial futures, whether we are married or single um, or have a partner, um, we're usually the ones who typically manage the household. For Mm -hmm. me, I always say I still manage two households, even though um, my kids aren't with me all year long, all the time. I manage the calendar, which means I manage all the things and it makes you my do. head explode it's a lot sometimes it is so much um we are typically ones who make sure that the kids show up we are the ones for their activities we are the ones who usually volunteer for the kids activities we are the leaders women are leaders if you do any of the things that we just mentioned which is a lot of things um you're a leader period mm-hmm. end of statement like full sentence full stop period But if you've ever thought to yourself, I'm not a leader, I'm just here being my best self, then today needs to be your line in the sand. Please let today be the line in the sand and tell yourself, you know what? I am a leader. Okay. So now that we've given you this quick little pep talk, (laughs) we really want to give you two ways that you can start to embrace self-leadership. Because I think for the women who feel like they're not leaders, this is where it starts, Mm -hmm. self-leadership. And there definitely are women who are like, I am a leader. I have the job. I have the paycheck to go with it. Yep. I have the team. I see them every day. They bring their problems to me. I Yes, I am the leader. Right. Um, this episode is for you if you are that person, because making sure you have self-leadership is always important, too. Oh, absolutely. Sometimes when you are the leader, you can put other people before yourself so much that you are sacrificing your health, your mental health, mm-hmm. your physical health, your your family life, like all of that. So self-leadership is important. So here's one of the first ways that you can embrace self-leadership. And really, it's to get clear on what you want. That's it. Get clear on what you want. Like that, <laughs> so that is it. Right? Okay. So women are always like, yeah, but how do I do that? How? How? Okay. So years ago, like over a decade ago, I stumbled upon this exercise called Be Do Have. Mm-hmm. Any of our clients who are listening to this that have worked with us for years, you are well aware of this and you're probably like, oh, yeah, it's right. I haven't done this for a while. So we are not the uh, authors of this exercise. No, I've seen I it in a lot of different I places. Have. I don't know I don't who, know who the started person it. was. Like it's lost somewhere. It in might the- be a Franklin Cubby thing. I feel like I saw it in a planner recently, but I, I don't know. So I we have no idea who came up with it. But it's an exercise that we use quite often, like at least once a year, maybe every few years Mm -hmm. um, with ourselves and our clients. And so it's a great one to start so that you can get clear on what you want. Mm -hmm. So um, how you do that, I just have to look at the notes here real quick because I don't remember if I said how I, okay, (laughs) no, Um, this is the part where I should explain (laughs) to the listeners and we're not going to edit this out, but I should explain to the to the listeners how you do it. So be do right, have you didn't is basically actually put the I did not. I didn't in. put the instructions. Good luck, in. guys. You just are on your own. Figure it out. <laughs> right. That's not true. We would never just leave you hanging. Okay. Like that. So um, here's what I'm going to tell you. It's quite possible that you don't see yourself as a leader because you haven't taken ownership of the life that you get to live. Mm. You've just been living on Groundhog's Day, like keeping up with the Joneses or you're on autopilot so much that you're just existing. So this is why you need to get clear on who you want to be. That's the B. Mm -hmm. You need to get clear on what you want to do and what you want to have in this one precious life that you get to live. This is the place to start. So here's how you do it. You grab a pen and paper 
And at the top of one page, you write, who do I want to be? And then you set a timer and you write for five minutes. Mm -hmm. You set the timer for five minutes. You write. Do not let your pen leave that page. I don't care if you're doodling flowers or bunny rabbits or whatever you're doing. Like your pen needs to be there writing whatever comes into your brain and do not judge it. That's the thing. Most people are like, but I don't know. Do I really want to be that? If it came to your mind, write it down. Mm -hmm. Who do you want to be? Once the timer's done, set the timer for another five minutes and write on a new page, what do I want to do? And then start the timer, write another five minutes. What do you want to do? And then finally, after that one, on another new page, write down, what do I want to have? Set the timer for five more minutes and write. So this is a 15-minute exercise Mm -hmm. for us who need the math. (laughs) And um, it's eye-opening. It is. And I think one of the things I love about how we do, be, do, have is... Once you have that all written out, what we often have our clients do, and you can you can add this if you want to just do the 15 minutes and you're like, I'm good, I'm done. And but there's some magic in what you're writing mm-hmm. and looking for the patterns, looking for the repeating words, looking for the repeating themes is really going to let you see what do I do next? Mm-hmm. Because now you've got like and sometimes it's what do I want to do, be, do, have for the rest of my life? Those are way too big for me. I don't like them. Did you ever start with that, though? Well, I I have, but I also have like this list of 50 things I want to do in my lifetime. And that one to me is a little bit more. It's really be do have like a list. Right. Um, But like I like to do them in in one year categories Mm -hmm. is generally how I like to do them and how I usually my clients do them. Once we used to do it where it was every quarter and that was way too much. That was too much. And we don't do that anymore. Twice a year, I think, is too much, too. I think once a year is good. Well, and I think I think what you see in the patterns um, also once you've been doing this a few times, you get to see like. What did I write a year ago? Does that still matter? Mm-hmm. And something I've really done since the pandemic, because we're so, none of us are the same people that we were. No. Like January of 2020, us is so different than, you know, that's May of 2022, mm-hmm. us. And I, if you have not done some serious reevaluation of your goals and, and what you want to do in this lifetime, this is a great way to start. Because I would bet when I go back to my goals in 2020, um, most of them did not are not things that I still care about. Mm-hmm. And my goals in 2021 were pretty much to survive. Um, and so we need kind of that reset. And I think when it mm-hmm. comes to that self-leadership and all of that, that that qualifies you as a leader. If you're willing to do self-reflection mm-hmm. and grow, you're a leader. Because not everybody Absolutely. does that. No, there are people who have manager or leader positions don't always even no, do that. No. Nope. And I think the, I think it's a great one to bring your team too. Like it if is. you are if you are yeah, a leading a team, team or a business, get everybody mm-hmm. on board. This is a fun one, you guys. It's not as hard as like write down your goals for the next 5 no, years. It that is. can be intimidating. And one of the questions that we often get asked is, okay, but I have a lot of like character traits on mm-hmm. here. Is that okay? Yeah, it's yes. your list. Whatever you want it to be. If you want to have more peace or if you want a jet ski, right. you want both, whatever it is. Like right. if you want to have a mansion that's a million dollars someday, write it down. Right. And then a year later, see if you still care. Like right. that's the part about this is I think sometimes people get so stuck in their heads that they can't lead themselves to do the exercise mm-hmm. because they don't want to do it wrong. 
there's no wrong answer. Or like, they're scared they don't know what to do next. Right. <laughs> like, and now that I've written it down. Then what? Like, it's like a contract or something. You guys, yeah. It's a piece of paper. It's, it's a brainstorm. It, it is not a contract. These are nope. guidelines and ideas and hopes. Like, it is not. They are. It does not it, have to be the, this The real goal of it thing. is to see what's inside of you mm-hmm. that you haven't honored. Like, what right. is it that you dream of doing if you got out of the the daily grind that you find yourself in right, right now? Like, what is that? And you might find that half of what you do already is exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. Great job. Yeah. Like, you've done a good job of doing that. If you find that, wow, I don't want anything that I have right now, then we have some work to do. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't all have to be done in a year. It doesn't nope. have to be done in five years. It's a lifetime. Like, this is why it's so important, though, to do it and to not judge your answers, Mm -hmm. because a lot of people do that. They are like, oh, I can't write that down. Somebody might see it. Who cares? (laughs) Rip it up if you need to afterwards. Like, this is for you. Mm -hmm. The like, this is the part of leading yourself into the life that that you were born to have, Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like, whatever that means to you. But you're a human being with desires and dreams and hopes. And if you don't tap into that, nobody else is going to do it for you. Right. So you have to learn how to lead yourself in that way. Mm -hmm. But after you've done this, (laughs) then what? (laughs) Okay. Like Rachel has some information on yes. the next part of this. Yes. Um, so once you've discovered the answers to the be, do, have exercise, start and you've kind of, you know, you see the repeating patterns, you kind of figure out what, like, wow, this this same phrase is showing up over and over again. Start looking for opportunities to grow the skills necessary to become that person. This is kind of how we teach goals. Um, we take it from this big concept of be, do, have, and then... You know what happens when you're looking for opportunities? Those are really just goals. Mm-hmm. Like that's how easy it can be to write a goal down. Like if you want more peace, what are the opportunities or the things that you need to do to create more peace in your life? And then you start doing them. It also means you're going to need to put yourself in some new environments so you can meet new people and experience new things and lead yourself into the life you dream of. It's all it, it, that's is honestly as easy and as hard as it is like mm-hmm. you just write it down and then you do it like you look for the opportunities mm-hmm. to do it but here's a couple of ways of how to lead yourself into the life you dream of hey overcomer we've got a few questions for you so let's take a quick break from the episode to have a chat the first question is this Are you sick and tired of the typical women's leadership presentations that are full of unicorns and rainbows and that toxic positivity that doesn't actually help you grow? Second question is, do you want to learn how to lead in your business and career with grace and grit? Meaning you want to develop the wisdom and resilience that requires you to weather all the ups and downs that a leader faces day in and day out. Are you craving those nitty gritty leadership skills that cut to the challenging issues that strong leaders face? You know, the kind that develops women into mature, intelligent leaders that know how to balance sensitive people issues with laser focused skill building. Lastly, do you dream of being the kind of leader who is listened to, valued and trusted? 
a female leader respected for her emotional strength and resilience. If this resonates with you on any level, then I want you to run to the show notes to get your spot in fearless feminine leadership. It's the three-day live experience designed to help you overcome your fears of seeming like a bitch and not being respected as a woman in leadership. Inside this three-day online experience, we'll teach you how to kick your fears in the ass by discovering how to know when the fear of not being respected is sabotaging your leadership with your team and in your business. You'll learn the number one thing you do that actually undermines your leadership and causes people to not take you seriously as a leader, as well as what to start doing instead. And you'll also discover the secrets to being a fearless female leader and the characteristics you need to strengthen to start leading like a boss. We've learned what works and what doesn't when it comes to being fearless female leaders of teams and businesses. And we're sharing all of our secrets with you. So grab your spot in fearless feminine leadership today at the link in the show. Okay, back to the show. Um, number one is make changes to your schedule at schedule as needed to make it work. I do firmly believe that if you do not schedule things, they will not happen. They I won't. I reteach myself this lesson all the time because I I'm the person who gets really good at scheduling things, and then all of a sudden I'm like, I don't need this anymore. Um, such a lie that I tell <laughs> myself because, um, if you schedule it, it is more likely to happen. Will it happen every time? Maybe not. But the scheduling is what starts creating the habit. The second thing is to start reading books and listening to podcasts to help you get there. You're already a listener to our podcast, but there's already there's so many great podcasts and books about mm-hmm. leading yourself into the life you dream of. So, so say you want to, you know, travel somewhere or you want to buy a jet ski or you want to do this, go find a book at the library about Greece mm-hmm. or go find a book at the library about how to get that mandate. And like whatever it is that you're trying to do, there's somebody who has done it who can train you how mm-hmm. to do it. And if it's character development, look for a coach. Look for if Mandy and I would, you know, we're always most of the time, I shouldn't say always, we usually have spots open for you to jump in somewhere and start working mm-hmm. on that character building that you want. Um, stop binging Netflix or Hulu or Discovery Plus or, you know, the 16 or at the very other. least be intentional about when you do it. Like, right. We're not against that. Obviously. No, because I totally love binging things yes. when I need to because I'm an introvert. It's I am neurotypical. So it's one of the ways that I can like shut the rest of the world mm-hmm. down and just kind of regroup. But get outside. I think this is the big thing. No matter what it is that you mm-hmm. need to stop doing so you can get outside, being in nature just for a walk, um, just to, like, okay, I'm telling my husband, we finally got our stuff out on the porch. Because when you live in North Dakota, you have like five months, six if you're maybe lucky. Maybe six sometimes. if you're lucky that the weather is nice enough to be in the out. Yes. Um, other than that, the, you know, the air like hurts your face and you can't be in the out because it's so cold and frigid. You just are like, why do we live here? Um, And then spring comes and you're like, oh, yeah, that's why we live here. But getting out on the porch like yesterday, I just kind of like snoozed on our couch in the sunshine. Like you don't Mm -hmm. have to be doing something necessarily, but it's a great way to start creative juices. It's very grounding to be outside if you're somebody who does have like it's hard for you to relax. Mm -hmm. Just being in the grass and your bare feet can be very grounding and relaxing and 
it always amazes me when I get my brain quiet how great it is for creative juices. <laughs> like, yeah. and to get your mind flowing into something that is not like the life right in front of you, like the yeah. problems that you need to solve or the work issue that's coming up. I was so surprised about how I've become this person who loves running and biking outside. Because mm-hmm. um, you don't really like, I think it's more even being in the outside sometimes it's, than, it's the more the outside than the actual running. Um, I love running. Like the gym that we go to now has a lot of windows all the way around it. And mm-hmm. so there are certain treadmills that are, there's like three that I will only use because mm-hmm. they're by the windows and all the other ones aren't. Yep. And then there's a track that has windows in it too. So I can see all the trees and I kind of feel like I'm outside <laughs> in the winter. Um, and I love that. But I never used to be a person who did that mm-hmm. outside. Like I never used to be a person who ran, who exercised, who did anything <laughs> outside my comfort zone. And becoming the woman I am today who loves to run. Like it's to a point where if I don't do it once, at least once a week, I'm getting real sad. Mm. And I have- You need the endorphins. I need the endorphins, but I also just need the time in nature with God. Mm-hmm. And what I, when I do that and I'm not like training for a marathon or something, it's, it's a lot of walk running mm-hmm. or my favorite thing really is to get on a bike and I will pop in some music and I will literally be singing on the trail and then I hear, I see people coming and I'll be quiet. And then as soon as they're behind me, I think their <laughs> ears don't work anymore. And then I start singing again. So I'm, I literally am that person who's singing at the top of her lungs while she rides her bike. Mm-hmm. And it's very therapeutic to me. And I love to do the bike because then I can go on all my favorite routes in the same amount of time it would take me to run like right l- like one of way them. less yes. <laughs> yeah one of them but it's so surprising to me because that has become my stress reliever and it has also become the place where i get a lot of clarity for mm. um coaching exercises or books that we're writing or content or any type of creative thing we're doing in our business i, I get the clarity during that time mm-hmm. and i wouldn't have known that like, I, I think when I first did this be do have exercise back in, I think it was 2008 or 2009, I think I maybe wrote on there, I would like to run a 5K. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't done it yet. Right. And um, now I've run a half marathon and I would love to do another one. Mm-hmm. And like, I want to do a 5K and a 10K this year. And so the thing about be do have is you don't even know right. what type of desires and what type of joy and creativity is hidden inside you until you write it down and start making it reality Mm -hmm. because you're cutting yourself short if you don't do that it's also how you know if you don't like something and if you don't it's totally fine get off the list honestly you guys it really comes like leading yourself into the life you dream of means you have to be able to kick your reasons and your excuses and you're why I can't do this to the curb mm-hmm. and give yourself a shot. Yeah. Try it out. And if you truly hate it, take it off the list. Like, like running. gave it a shot. I had a 5K on the list. Technically you now with what I have but... um, with with the nerve stuff, I can't. Um, But I am proud that I did. I did actually mm-hmm. do that 5K. It's on the list. But I will mm-hmm. probably not be able to do another one in the future just because of right. all this other stuff. But I hated running. I would not have known that because Mandy was so excited about running that I was like, I'm going to like running too. I did not. I don't get 
any great thoughts. I just get, oh my gosh, this is horrible and mm-hmm. I hate it thoughts. Um, but how do you know unless you do it? Right. And that is fine. I'm not like, well, I can't be friends with Rachel because she's not a runner. No, that's crap. And that is not true. Like you you need to be willing to try something, admit when it's not you. Like for for instance, I had on my list when we did be to have at the um, planning retreat we did mm-hmm. back in December for this year. Um, I wrote down that I want to do a half marathon this year. Okay. As the year has been going and I'm realizing where I'm at and how long it took me to move from a 5K to a half half marathon, marathon. it was a two-year process. Okay. Last year, I didn't do one because we had a new puppy. Like a 5K is all I did and it really wasn't my greatest time. But hey, I did it. I was Mm -hmm. happy to be in a race again after, you know, the pandemic and all the things. Um, And being, you know, realistic is important because I just told my husband, I'm like, you know, as much as I would love to run a half marathon again in September of this year. I don't know that I'm willing to give up my summer to train for it, mm-hmm. nor do I think I'm at, I, I, I don't think I'm at the same capacity to be able to quite yet. Mm. Like maybe a 10K would be a good start. And that's how I did it a couple of years ago. I right. went from a 5K just moved up. to a 10K and it was during the 10K, like at the five mile mark, where I thought to myself, this is amazing. I can't believe I'm doing this. I should run a half. Mm. That's where I decided right. it. And it took how me would a you, year. And how would you have known that if you didn't no, look I for have. the opportunities and like actually take the baby steps to get yeah. to Yeah, and it took me marathon. a year because that was in like October. Mm-hmm. It took me a year to work up to that because I didn't run the half marathon and then till like the following September. Right. And so you have to be realistic about where you're at. But also, I don't want to do that. Like it was a goal I thought I wanted this year. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I want to do the 5K and the 10K and we'll see what happens after that. Right. And you have to be willing to do that. Like that is not a reason or an excuse. It is being honest with what you want. Mm-hmm. I will say, though, if you notice that you are always writing something down, trying it and then saying, I don't want this anyway. Right. If you do that to everything, you might have a problem of talking yourself out of things because you don't like the work involved to get there. Or the fear of the unknown. Or the fear yep. of the unknown. Yep, absolutely. So you have to be honest with yourself because that if that is a pattern, then you have a pattern of leading yourself into something and right back out of it. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> not that's a great not great pattern. either. So you need to like you need to recognize that you are a leader. You have the power to lead yourself into new experiences, new goals. Um, new character traits, new everything, you have the power to choose. That's really what it is. You really do. And also, women are leaders, period. We're going to say it again and again and again because we've got to change this misconception. Women are leaders no matter what your job is or what your paycheck is. And when we say women are leaders, we also mean you, dear overcomer who's listening to this. You are a leader. So we've got to like start recognizing your own leadership brilliance and all the ways that you lead those around you and get intentional about it. Like that is really the message that we want you to grasp onto Mm -hmm. today. All right. So if you need help with this, run to those show notes for must have links. There's resources and services that are going to help you become that fearless feminine leader. And honestly, it's not even become, it's embrace the idea that you already are a fearless feminine leader. And we will see you on the next episode. 
Hey, Overcomers, we've been in your shoes. We know what it's like to be afraid of seeming like a bitch and not getting the respect we deserve as women in leadership positions. In fact, for over a decade now, kicking that fear in the ass has become the thing we do extremely well, isn't it, Rachel? Absolutely. In fact, registration is now open for Fearless Feminine Leadership. It's the three-day live experience designed to help you overcome your fear of seeming like a bitch and not being respected as a woman in leadership. It's your chance to kick that fear in the ass and lead like a boss. This is the Rayma Team foundational method that we teach our clients who feel like you crave those nitty-gritty leadership trainings that really cut to the challenging issues that strong leaders face. The kind that develops women into mature, intelligent leaders that know how to balance sensitive people issues with laser-focused skill building. You dream of being the kind of leader who is listened to and valued and trusted. A female leader respected for her emotional strength and resilience. And you want to lead your team well without sacrificing your health, your family, or the hobbies that bring you joy and fulfillment. We're going to teach you how to do all of this and more in Fearless Feminine Leadership. The registration link is in the show notes, so run and grab your spot today. Okay, we will see you on the next episode.